Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Detour to Neverland podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Wright, with your go-to podcast for interviews with Disney fanatics just like you. Now, let's sit back, relax, think happy thoughts, and take our Detour to Neverland with this week's episode. Welcome to episode five of Detour to Neverland. With us today is a very special guest, Allie, which you probably know her as Magic Allie on Instagram. Allie, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your page um, and your love for Disney. Hey, everyone. So I am a Disney Instagrammer. I just love taking pictures throughout Disney. I'm sure most people do, but it's become a really big passion of mine. Um, And if you just look at my feed, you'll most likely find pictures of crazy new Disney treats or myself in 10,000 different pairs of Mickey ears. Cool. And so I, if you look in your um, bio of your Instagram, obviously we see that you are a published photographer, so that's a skill of yours. How have you kind of married the passion for photography and your passion for Disney to create that Instagram page? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, well, owning my own photography business, I've always loved the idea of photography. Um, and then I grew up in the Orlando area. So always going to Disney. And with that, you know, I always had my camera out and always taking pictures. And I think after time, I really had to stop putting castle pictures in with my wedding photography pictures. Um, And that kind of created my Instagram page with that. I just needed a space to put all those crazy Disney pictures. That's cool. And I think um, something that's very apparent when someone hops onto your Instagram page is that you've really done a great job of developing your own style. So if someone's just scrolling through their feed, you know, they can see that most likely, or or they can catch a glimpse of one of your pictures and and get the inclination that, hey, that's maybe one of Allie's pictures, just because you have your own distinct style. For someone who is not a professional photographer, what would be your guidance to someone who's getting into that and trying to develop their own style and brand and identity for their pages? practice lots of practice um i know it it comes hard Uh, like you see another photographer and you're like i want that style and even i think that of looking at other instagrammers and i'm like wow their work is just beautiful and i don't know how to create that but from that it came to be my own style because i just went out shot things and remembered what i liked about it and kept trying to recreate a similar process and there came my style from that yeah and i think um something that really caught my eye on your page is that you you take obviously they're really good pictures i know you have a, a one picture that i remember off the top of my head of the um spaceship earth and epcot of the really cool design and catching some of the tree in front of it um but you also really excel at taking pictures of the cast members who are in the parade or or a character meet and greet um so is that something that you like to toy with both of those of taking um more portraits of the cast members and also of different uh, landmarks in the park. Oh yeah, I definitely love taking portrait pictures. I think that also comes from part of being um, a wedding photographer that people are just my favorite. So when I see the characters walking around or just um, the dancers in the parade, those are always my favorite trying to get that expression and the big smiles on their faces as they're working. It's always the best to look back at those and just remember how happy it was when I was a cast member. Yeah, I just caught myself thinking, looking through some of those pictures, that you you truly don't appreciate how in character a lot of those cast members are, um, especially 
some of them that maybe they're not a, a main character or a focal point of a parade, but they're just an accompanying dancer or something like that. But they are always have their facial expressions right on cue, and you know they're they're so in character, and it's great that you can capture uh, ca- capture some of those emotions. Yeah, I love doing it, and you can tell that they truly enjoy their job, and that's one of my favorite things is just looking how happy everybody is. So you mentioned that you grew up in the Orlando area. Um, so if you could just walk us through kind of your your love for Disney as a child and, and has it evolved over time? Do you appreciate it in a different way now as an adult? Or how has that took place for you? Oh, yeah. So growing up as a kid, we'd go to Disney maybe once or twice a year, whatever. We, whenever we were able to save enough for it, we'd always take that family trip. And I think you know, by the time you get into middle school, Disney's no longer cool. That's for the little kids. You don't want to do that. We want to go to the big parks like Universal. And I just, of course, I love the other theme parks, but Disney always had that special place. So by the time I got to high school, my graduation was there. Um, You know, 21st birthday, I'm like, I have to go to Disney. It was always the big things that I'm like, I need to go back to Disney. And now um, after being a cast member, I still have an annual pass and I still go and Disney's just always been that something that the love has never faded away even though you know my friends are out of that phase it's just I'm a kid at heart so I just love going there and eating all the popcorn and watching the parades I always get super emotional about all that Mm -hmm. and so your time as a cast member did that do you do you find yourself viewing the parks differently um post your cast member experience or or do you have a a greater appreciation for it or, or how did that change your love for it both. Um, you know, it started off, we went through this uh, thing called traditions where you got to go and see how cast members worked and how the company is run. And because of that, the magic kind of faded a little bit. But as I started picking up shifts and working more, I realized how much I truly loved the company. You know, they did special things for us and they made us feel like we were really part of the guest experience. Um, so when I walk around the parks now, I'm like, you can tell that cast member loves their job because the management was perfect or just the way the whole entire thing runs. It literally runs like a show. And it's it was so much fun. And now I go and I'm like, I love it. I love seeing how much work went through it. And it, it definitely made me appreciate it more. Yeah, I think um, so me and my wife, we've we've always lived in Tennessee. So we've never been cast members. But my wife's sister, so my sister-in-law is a current cast member. And so walking through the parks with her, she's able to shed light on some of those um, details or things that we would miss or a role that someone's playing that is maybe (laughs) a little more hidden that we never would have caught otherwise without her there to point it out. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I love all the little tidbits and things you get to learn just walking around the parks or learning from the cast member in that specific area. Since you started your page and you decided to that you needed somewhere to house all of your Disney photography has that sort of changed your approach to the park um, now that you're trying to go in there, take these pictures of all the outfits that you're wearing or with the new snacks? Um, do you Are you approaching your visit to the parks a little bit differently now that you're creating that content? It actually makes it a lot more fun. Um, I've had annual passes before I started doing this and we'd go and we'd walk around and it got hot and sweaty and we're like, okay, well, you know, we're just kind of done with the parks for today. We'll go back home. And I think now that I have something to look forward to, it's like I have to try that new snack. I have to get pictures with this. Or it made it a lot more enjoyable to go to the parks because of it. If someone is just starting out a page, obviously Instagram is such a great medium to connect with the Disney community. It seems like it's really thriving 
um, on that platform. So obviously, since pictures play a large role in that, if someone's just starting out and they maybe can't afford a digital camera and they just have an iPhone or a smartphone, what would be your tips or your advice to someone like that who is, is trying to get started and, and capture those great moments in the parks? You can definitely start a whole page with a phone. I Half my pictures are done with a phone because I, sometimes I just like to leave the camera at home. But just jump into it. Don't be afraid to have, like, don't have expectations about anything. But once you see your page evolve, it, you'll be so glad that you started. Yeah, I think I'm at that point right now where I have my digital camera, but I just, I, me and my wife are huge bagless people. I, yes. If we can both go through the bagless line, then we will choose that 10 out of 10 times because then we don't have to swap it back and forth all day of who's going to carry it. So um, I've, I've dealt with that as well of, of trying to decide, am I going to commit to this full, you know, fully and bring a digital camera or can we make this work with an iPhone? And I think um, that you're exactly right. Then an iPhone is, is more than adequate and, and most people to the untrained eye can't even tell a difference. No, exactly. Like there's a good mix and hopefully no one can tell which ones are <laughs> iPhones and which ones are digital, but I think, I think it's just so much easier. Cool. And so, um, I noticed that you have jumped into Instagram TV and so it's somewhat of a new, uh, platform. I think that not many Instagrammers have really, uh, hopped onto right now. So what has been your experience with it and have you found it worthwhile and a good platform to, to reach, your followers? You know, I started it off not sure what it was or how it worked. And someone kind of told me that it was just a vertical YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, I, I tried the YouTube thing. I tried vlogging and I realized that video was just not my strong point, And I just loved pictures 10 times more. So I think Instagram is the perfect platform for just solely pictures and Instagram TV. Just, I think all that kind of belongs on YouTube. I tried. I just, <laughs> it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems a lot more casual where you don't you don't have the pressure of, you know, creating an intro and an outro and uh, recording enough to make it a, a worthwhile YouTube video. Instagram TV seems a little more, it's a step up from a story, but but not a full fledged video production like YouTube. Yeah, they're a ton of they're a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool. Um, so I think we covered some really good topics. Um, and so I think the next thing, if we could jump into the lightning round. So with that, I'm just going to throw out some topics so that our listeners can get to know you better. Um, we'll talk through some different Disney, um, favorites just so, uh, everybody can, uh, to get your take on those things. All right. Favorites are always so hard to pick. There's always so many. <laughs> yeah. There's always a lot of caveats and, um, <laughs> hypotheticals, but but hopefully we can we can get some good conversation out of it. Yeah. Cool. So first one is an easy one. So just name the Disney parks that you visited. So I've only been to the Walt Disney World theme parks. We do have a trip planned to Disney Ramp, Disneyland really soon. Um, that's coming up in a couple weeks. So I'm really looking forward to knocking that off my list. Cool. And of the four Walt Disney World Resort properties, which one is your favorite? It goes in between Magic Kingdom and Epcot all the time. I think Magic Kingdom is the Disney park. Like, if you go to Walt Disney World, that's the park you have to go to. But then my heart's also in Epcot and the World Showcase. And I don't travel. I don't get to travel much, but I love the idea. So the idea of just going around and being able to, be able to walk, like, a mile and see all these countries is amazing. Mm -hmm. So maybe a good follow-up question to that would be, what is your favorite festival in Epcot? Flower and Garden. 
Definitely. I think more and more people are hopping on the flower and garden train. It seems like that uh, food and wine is maybe getting a little little too big and people like the intimate and the time of the year, I think, that goes around goes with uh, flower and garden. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's hot all year round almost. So it's nice to have those salads and fruity foods more than like the hot beefs and things that are just not pleasurable to walk around when it's 90 degrees out. Cool. So next one would be your uh, Disney bucket list trip. I really, really would love to do Alani. I know it's not a park, but if I got to go to Hawaii, that would be like the one resort that I really just had to stay at and see it. And everyone posts pictures and it looks so perfect. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to go last October. Um, and I I can definitely attest that the pictures don't even do it justice. That it is wow. just a, a beautiful... Um, setting and and the and you still have that disney magic and i think that was what was so refreshing to us that it was something completely brand new but still had that touch of disney that that we were so familiar with that sounds so amazing yeah i would definitely recommend jumping over to different islands uh my wife and i did that uh, where we went over to the big island one day to go to the volcano and and that's something especially following up on the news when the volcano started erupting being able to to be familiar with that area was was worth it. Oh my gosh! Wow. Um, so jump back. One question. So you have your Disneyland trip coming up. What are you most excited about um, for that Disneyland trip? The history. I've been told that if you have to go to one park, it's always our Walt Disney World, and I love it. I do, but there's not the same history. Walt didn't really step in it and see it and have a hand in really designing it. I know some of the rides are his ideas, but that park wasn't his. So the idea of just seeing his apartment and his vision come to life the second I walk on that main street, I can't believe it, and I'm just I'm overwhelmed with how excited I am. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna create be creating some Disneyland fever. Um, on this podcast with our listeners because um, in episode four we had Disney Tricks on and she is going to Disneyland very soon. I'm going to Disneyland in um, October and then you're going soon as well. So we'll all have to share our experiences and and compare it to uh, Disney World in a healthy way and, and hopefully get more people out there to share their experiences as well. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to hear all of that because it's. I've heard it's so different. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the next would be your favorite Disney resort. The Grand Floridian. I don't. I mean, it, I know it's not the most Disney resort, but I love walking in when the band is playing and the piano player is there. It just it makes my whole entire Disney trip, and I expect to see Cinderella walking down. And I think it's like the most dreamy resort. So next would be your favorite ride or attraction. Big Thunder Mountain. Um, There's a funny story about that, though. So when I was a cast member, a giant group of us all decided to go to Magic Kingdom after work. It was like one in the morning, and this was the only ride we can go on. So we all ran to Big Thunder, and um, I had a a crush on one of my coworkers. Um, But I ended up sitting in the back seat with him, and it was the first ride we ever rode on. And I ended up marrying him. So now we always laugh about it as like that was our ride. Oh, man. Well, you guys will have to ride it together in Disneyland, too, and see if you have those. The, the same nostalgic feeling out there. I know. I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's an amazing story. Uh, I feel like not many people can rival that. So that, that's awesome that you have that connection with, uh, with the ride. So next would be your favorite snack. 
can I be really basic and pick like a snack that's not popular? Sure, <laughs> go for it. I'm really, really obsessed with the new Peter Pan float. I know everyone's going to yell at me because I didn't pick Dole Whip, but it's so much more refreshing and it's not as sweet and sticky as the Dole Whip is. Like the lime is just perfect on a hot day. Hmm. I've not been able to try it yet, but I'm excited to when we go down there. But um, since this is episode five, we've had some answers all over the place. So it's been interesting. We had some um, candy nuts and, and Animal Kingdom turkey legs and, and now uh, the Peter Pan float. So that's that's interesting. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are excited to go down there and try it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's definitely one of the one of my favorites now. Mm-hmm. So next would be your favorite restaurant. This is another one that kind of is similar to my favorite ride. Um, my husband used to work for La Hacienda in Epcot. So uh, there would be days where I'd go to work with him and I would just sit there and got to try all the food and it quickly became my favorite restaurant. And it's also one of my favorite parts or like favorite areas to watch Illuminations. They have the giant window that's right over the lake. So if you're lucky enough to dine right at the time when the fireworks are going off, it's just so pretty. Yeah, I think that's a, an underrated spot to watch Illuminations. I feel like you, you wouldn't have to battle quite the crowd that you would in other pavilions around Epcot. Yeah, I really love it. So next would be your favorite Disney movie. I have to pick one? Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I really love the underrated ones like Atlantis or Treasure Planet. Mm-hmm. There's something about that like hidden mystery type of thing that I really like. Cool. If you had to pick maybe, if, if to expand that out, maybe like a favorite Pixar movie. Up. I think like the first five minutes of Up are like my favorite scene from any Disney movie ever. Yeah, so Up is uh, me and my wife's collective favorite movie, and, and we'll often pull up YouTube and just watch the, those first five minutes and, <laughs> and feel like we get the full movie. You know, your emotions are all over the place. Yep, I'm crying, and I'm like, that's enough. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next would be your favorite Disney song. Anything from the Tarzan soundtrack. Uh, we love that whole movie and that whole soundtrack so much that we had a cat named Tarzan. Um, it was one of when we first had our son, I started singing You'll Be In My Heart to him when he was little. And that whole soundtrack became like my whole favorite song, I guess, or like favorite album. Mm-hmm. That soundtrack was actually one of the first physical CDs that I ever bought for myself um, as a young kid. So that one holds a special place in my heart as well. That it's, It just seems like every single song um, is you can sing along with it and you, and you just naturally remember all the words. Yeah, it was done so well. I love it. Cool. So your next one would be your favorite Disney quote. It's the one that Gasto says in Ratatouille. And he says, if you focus on what you left behind, you'll never be able to see what lies ahead. And I think that's just more of don't pay attention to the past and just look straight on toward, toward the future. And I know that's so hard to do, but hearing that from a silly movie just really put it in perspective that like you really have to pay attention to the future. Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's crazy the little tidbits and, and little pieces of inspiration or guidance that you can receive from a Disney movie that you probably wouldn't catch as a child, but as an adult, you can catch those and really latch onto them and, and draw inspiration from them. So your next would be your favorite Disney memory. Would it be super cheesy if I said the day I met my husband? <laughs> <laughs> no, that I, mean, I think that's definitely appropriate. I think all of our dates were in Disney, so there's a ton of just great memories every single part of the park. 
Um, so going back for Christmases, it's like I remember Christmas four years ago or going back the fall time, the first time I saw that, but it was all with him. So that's why like Disney's been such a big thing to us. Cool. And now experiencing that as a family with your son, is that kind of re-sparking new memories that, that you're able to now experience those as a family? Oh, I love it. Especially now that he's hit the 40 inch mark, he can go on almost anything. So even bringing him back on Big Thunder or Splash Mountain or things that we used to do is now a really big thing for him. And we just look and smile because we're like, he gets to experience the same happiness that we did. Yeah, that's uh, that's priceless right there. And I think it'll be interesting to see over time if, if he, um, maybe when he gets in the teenage years, if he's tired of hearing you and your husband's stories that you have the parts that you tell <laughs> oh, him. No. Or, no, I'm, I'm sure that he'll cherish them as well. I'm sure. I'm, I think we're going to be the embarrassing parents that he's just, I'm tired of Disney and no more. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so that's all we had for the lightning round. Um, so the one last question that I want to ask all of my guests is that if you just had one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who feels that this desire to become part of the Disney community and express their love for Disney, what would that be? Um, just do it. Just go for it. You know how Walt says that things are always changing. I think he actually said that, uh, like Disney, but in general, things would never be complete. And I feel like you have to do the same thing if you're trying to make a page or part of your life, just go for it and don't kind of look back, but full force run into it and have fun with it. Everyone's so sweet in this community. And I think that there's a lot of helpful hands to help you get going. Yeah, I think that's, that's amazing advice. And, and something that I would want to hit home is, so I'm, I'm a big podcast listener. And so I listen to the EO fire um, podcast series and what, uh, John Lee Dumas, who's the host of that, always says, and I and I'm going through that same experience now. Is that when he decided he wanted to start a podcast, he had all these fears um, that he would never be a good podcaster, and he couldn't compare to the Tim Ferrisses of the world and these other really successful podcasters. But you're never going to reach any of those points unless you hit that record button or unless you take that first picture in um, Disney World or unless you start that Instagram account, you, you never even give your ch- yourself the opportunity to reach that point if you don't just start. No, I think that's great advice and that's amazing. I love that. Well, I think that wraps up everything. Um, is there anything else that you would want to share with the listeners? Um, I think in general, just being a part of the Disney community is amazing. So if you're lucky enough to be part of it, enjoy it because there's so so many amazing people on here cool awesome well this has been a great chat with Allie um, everybody make sure you go follow Allie on Instagram at magic.ally um, you can see her great photography that we've chatted about um, and see all of her great reviews of snacks and, and different events that are going on at the parks and Allie we thank you so much for your time yeah thank you much so much for having me on here yeah absolutely it's been a blast Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Detour to Neverland. Please feel free to reach out to me at detourtoneverlandpod at gmail.com and visit our website, detourtoneverland.com. There you can find the link to our Facebook discussion group and read our blog with trip reports, tips and tricks, and reviews from the parks. Make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode and drop us an iTunes review with any feedback or suggestions. See you next week for our next episode.